just goes right through the system. It doesn't even resonate. Because again, our bodies don't know what a single molecule of vitamin C is. Our bodies know what orange juice is. Our bodies know what a whole plant, a whole juice that's been squeezed, that has vitamin C in it, along with a pulp and along with all the other parts of the plant of the of the orange, our bodies know how to receive it. That's what our bodies are set up for. You know, that's what we have in our bodies to receive that information and 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 those nutrients and delegate them out. So Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Today, we have our co-hosts. Janet and Dan, along with Latara, joining us on stage to talk about this miracle plant and what is the difference between CBD and CBDA. And those of you that have been listening to the podcast over the years uh, probably have a pretty good understanding, so this isn't your first rodeo. But those of you that are hearing this for the first time, this is obviously a very brand new subject to you. And it's confusing to a lot of people because um, when people first even hear what is CBDA, they're very, very confused. Um, they don't know what it means. Um, even as we've talked about before, like when you go to a, to a dispensary and you talk to the bud tenders, or if you even see that the name of the um, particular um, products that they're selling, it lists on the products what the... Um, at a dispensary, it lists what the THC level is. Well, actually, it should list what the THCA level is. Because when the plant makes any cannabinoid, and this hemp cannabis plant, it's always in its acidic form. And so for CBDA, it's CBDA. And that stands for cannabidolic acid, right? Cannabidiol, CBD, that's what that stands for. Uh, it's in an acid form. And so... You would consume, if you were to just eat the plant, like literally pick off of a leaf, just like you would if you were eating romaine lettuce and you ate the plant, you would be eating CBDA. Now, because we have, over the years, especially in this country, we only understood cannabis really as what was defined in 1937 as marijuana. So what you always did with marijuana that has high THCA was that you had to heat, burn, cook off the A. You got to cook it. You got to burn that A. And when you burn that A um, in THCA, it turns into THC delta 9. And that's the psychoactive part. That's what can get you to have that, that high or that stone feeling. Well, when we were looking for a miracle of our own for our son, um, everyone was using that same old model to make CBD products because that's all we knew, right? It's like that old story is like, mom, why are you always cut off the end of the ham when you serve it at Easter? She goes, I don't know, let me go ask my mom. And she goes, why do you cut off the mom? Uh, why do you cut off the end of the ham, mom? And she goes, I don't know, let me go ask my mom. That's just always how we've done it. And then her mom says, you know, well, let me go ask my mom. And so finally the great grandma says, well, because the ham didn't fit in the pan. And that's what was happening with CBD. 
everyone who was making CBD products was using an old model, which was you needed to heat the CBDA, the raw whole plant version that the plant makes, to turn it into CBD because that's what we've always done. Well, look, we're not trying to get psychoactive benefits out of uh, the cannabis plant when it comes to CBD. In fact, CBD will not get you high, as we discussed on last week's episode. So if you're trying to get healthy, you want to leave CBDA, you want to leave the plant exactly as it was grown, just like any other superfood or fruit, vegetable, or herb. So that's the basics of what CBDA is. And, um, and that's my first crack at it. And I'm sure my mom would love to weigh in and her more scientific and, and research-based uh, perspective on things. So I'll let you take a Take a stab at it, there, Mom. Welcome to the plant uh, to the Miracle Plant uh, podcast. Uh, always glad to be here, and I will emphasize many, many times that understanding the difference between CBD and CBDA is just vital to me. It's one of the biggest reasons people haven't gotten full benefits from the hemp CBDA or hemp CBD because when you heat anything, just like cooking vegetables, or we like to use the analogy of fresh squeezed orange juice is obviously better for you than a juice box or tang or Kool-Aid or other things that maybe started out as orange, but have had been so over-processed, most of their health qualities are gone. And so to me, it's kind of a critical reason that people have not understood the importance of keeping it raw. And in general, we have holistic movements and, you know, whole plant people and things like that that understand it. But the general public is still so used to everything processed and heated and cooked and flavored and packaged cutely that they haven't really ever taken the time to understand the difference. And so again, too, to me, it's one of the most important topics we can talk about. And I think almost maybe we should talk about it every week for two minutes to remind people. But again, too, as Justin mentioned, the plant itself, the hemp plant, makes CBDA. That's the form. It's in the plant. It's the most prolific of all the cannabinoids in the plant. Um, it's a major cannabinoid, although some people in research or at conventions still think it's a minor cannabinoid. It is the major cannabinoid in the plant. And so when you're looking at using a plant holistically or for the best way for your health, uh, keeping it raw, like we'll hear about juicing, uh, is the best way to do it. And so anytime you heat hemp or the extract above like 105 degrees, then you are going to decarboxylate it, as we call it, or basically transform it from CBDA to CBD. And again, too, there's many qualities of CBDA out there or CBD out there, but there's just nothing as powerful as the CBDA. We often go back and mention Dr. Raphael Meshulam, our, the godfather of CBD and cannabis and hemp, who started researching in the 1960s. And he, his research and his worldwide partners that researched with him came to the conclusion that the CBDA, the unheated, the raw form of it, is 10 to 100 up to 1,000 times more effective than heated CBD across a wide variety of issues and health issues that were tested. And so again, too, we need to take that into account. It's important. That's the biggest guy, the longest researcher. Uh, in the industry that's been doing that. And then Justin briefly touched upon the new research that we've been all avidly studying that came out of the University of um, Oregon and also with some of their research partners and came up, what, six, six weeks ago or so now. And basically that study was look, trying to find something to help with COVID. 
And so we have vaccines that attack a spike protein uh, because that's where it can, one way it can enter the body. And so they were looking at like, what plants? Is there any other plants out there that can do that? And so they tested many, many plants trying to look for something that would help. And what they found is of all the molecules they tested, CBDA and CBGA and THCA were the three that came, that actually had an affinity, they call it, or when they put them together, it would go after the spike protein and act like an antibody in terms of blocking COVID from attaching and therefore you getting COVID. And of those, CBDA uh, showed the need the least of it and showed the strongest response in terms of working and stopping uh, the uh, COVID uh, molecule or whatever from attacking our bodies via the spike protein. And then they took one more step and they actually put the CBDA in like a their little Petri dishes or whatever with the COVID. COVID uh, and it did also then it killed it. So it showed very great propensity. And they're very excited because CBD and CBDA people are familiar with. You can get doses that are effective. And so now they're going to human trials. So again, too, it's brought the CBDA at least out more into the mainstream uh, from what it was. Um, so again, to just always remember, if you keep the plant raw, like juicing it, eating it, uh, extracting it below like 105 degrees, you maintain the major cannabinoid, the most prolific cannabinoid, uh, the CBDA. And I'll do one more last part of it. So the CBDA um, is, again, is so much more powerful because it goes beyond what we call the endocannabinoid system. And so our bodies make cannabinoids. It's always interesting when I'm talking, I'm never sure exactly people's different level of knowledge. So I just kind of go to the basics. Um, but the CBDA uh, then goes to that endocannabinoid system and actually to all other systems and receptors in our body. And that's one way that it's far more powerful. It literally has homeostasis or balance that balances every system, including uh, the immune system. And so in terms of people talk about COVID, it balances the immune system so it doesn't have the overreaction or the cytokine storm. It's literally powerful enough that if your immune system is weak, it isn't reacting to the virus. It can literally activate your T cells, which are part of the immune system and get that system going. Uh, it also balances uh, your hormonal system, which is controls your antioxidant levels. And also with the immune system, that's what controls how much inflammation you have in your body. And as we've learned, inflammation is basically the cause of, of pain, of almost all disease, definitely all autoimmune conditions. And so again, too, the CBDA gives you that power that you need. And then one strong result, too, of the CBDA is it works with your neural system, your neurological system, and it can repair damaged nerves, especially like with pain. It can also protect your nerves, like if you had MS or any systemic diseases. And the biggest thing though, we always talk about where's the boards, uh, CBDA can actually regenerate nerves that have been damaged. And that is where we found our success um, with Justin's son in terms of removing the symptoms of autism. And so again, too, I could talk actually, obviously for hours about CBDA, but just keep in mind, keeping it raw, in other words, unheated or below 105 degrees, uh, gives you the most power of the, of the plant. And it's very, very much more powerful, like I say, up to a thousand times more powerful than any kind of heated or decarboxylated or isolated or hope, you know, what all the different broad spectrum, whole spectrum things they use in that term. So just remember, CBDA is the most powerful thing. It's what our body's used to using. 
and it actually matches an endocannabinoid a body makes called 2-AG. So therefore it comes into the body, the body already knows what to do with it, and then it actually has effects throughout the entire body. So yay, CBDA. Absolutely, and I can just see now, you know, because as you hear this information, as you're listening, you're probably like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, holy, is th- I've never heard anything like this before. Like, oh my God, we've, we've found the Holy Grail. We've, we've found it. Like, Eureka, you know, and that's how we felt, obviously, when we found uh, the, the benefits of the CBDA and the whole plant of cannabis. Um, when we were, you know, working with uh, my son and, you know, Dr. William Courtney, who's been on multiple times, uh, was, was helping people with raw cannabis and cancer. And the way that I look at it is it's always a matter of timing, right? And so there was a reason that the, the cannabis and the hemp plant um, were illegal and went underground from 1937 to 2014. And there's a reason why this information hasn't come out yet in a, in a, in a, in a full-fledged way. I mean, right now, you know, we're all connected with our phones and social media and news. So we all are so connected and we all know what's going on all over the world at every moment, right? And so uh, at some point, there will be this awakening when it comes to the power of this plant. There's whispers and people are confused, and that's why we're having the podcast today to talk about CBD and CBDA, to have the information. And look, we're laying it down. And there's going to be people that listen to this show 50 years from now, 100 years from now, um, and they're going to be like, yeah, that's these guys just got to hear this episode. Like, they had it. They had it right. These guys had it right. You know, the Miracle Plant podcast, listen, listen to what they were saying. They were the ones that were teaching. They were the ones that knew. They were the ones that were showing the way. And I'm so glad that they, they continued to share this information. And, and so we're so grateful that we have a platform, you know, like PodConX, you know, that Dan is, is having this, this cannabis and hemp platform for podcasts that we can share this message because this message needs to be heard. And it needs to be understood because there's so much confusion about this plant and there's so much confusion about health and how we take care of ourselves. Obviously, we've we've now hit the two-year mark on this global pandemic and it has changed the world and the world will never be the same, I'm convinced. And, and, And people now truly understand that your health is a matter of life and death. And your, your health is a matter of, of quality of life. And um, we are so grateful that we found this plant and we take it on as a moral obligation to pay it forward, to share these stories, to persevere, to continue to educate people about what this plant can do for, for you and, and for your loved ones. So uh, with that being said, Dan, did you have anything that you wanted to add? And again, I, kudos to you for for providing this platform um, that so, so that we can get the truth out. Yeah, you know, the one thing I want to make sure that people understand is that it's, I know CBD and CBDA, there's a lot of confusion just from basic, from people that I speak to. CBD is not CBD is not CBD. You can get CBD, nowadays you can find it at gas stations and you can find it just about anywhere. But it doesn't mean that it's exactly the same. And I know we've talked a lot about why the raw form is so much more 
beneficial and a thousand times more effective. But I still run into this question so many times. And I think that Janet does such a nice job explaining this, but there's a lot of different ways to arrive at CBD. And I think that not to, not to put down any other um, methods, but I think that there are some definite advantages and some definite disadvantages from the different methods that peop- that companies use to create CBD or to to end up with CBD in their packaging. And I thought maybe if we could just take one, maybe Justin, you you or Janet could take a minute just to sort of explain to people why CBD CB is not CBD is not CBD, and see because I think. I, I think that'll be really helpful. Well, I can certainly take the first crack at it. Um, so again, um, you know, all CBD is not created equal, uh, as we've talked about before. And, you know, CBD is an abbreviation for cannabidiol. And, you know, canna, C-A-N-N-A, right? So it comes from the cannabis plant, canna. And um, the, the CBD is um, one part of over 500 plant constituents of the cannabis plant. So there's 500 parts of this plant. And you've got cannabinoids like CBD and CBG and CBGA, CBDA, CBC, CBCA, over 100, right? So that's that's the foundation. And that's really what people are focusing on is cannabinoids. And we're trying to understand how these cannabinoids work and study them. Because at the end of the day, we're just, that's the model we live in. We want to study them and we want to make them isolated in one molecule and we want to run them through tests and we want them to be verified by the FDA. And that's one model. But then again, there's the old school model, which is plant-based medicine. So in this plant, there's over 500 parts. One of them is cannabinoids. So that's over 100 parts of it. Another one's called flavonoids, like canaflavin A, which is another part of the plant that's been proven to be 30 times more powerful than aspirin. There's another part of the plants called terpenes, which is terpenoids, which is the smell of the plant and the delivery system of the cannabinoids to the parts of the brain and the body. And then there's always the fatty acids and there's the amino acids and the chlorophyll and the waxes and everything else that goes into the plant that's over 500 parts. So in our country, the United States of America, we have gone to a pharmaceutical model. And that pharmaceutical model believes that one molecule and, and, you know, playing God with chemistry sets is the way that we can heal humanity. We can make humanity better. So all we really need is to pull out the CBD, just that one little part of CBD from the plant. And then we can do our clinical studies and we can get our FDA seal of approval. And then we can sell it through the doctors to anybody for whatever they need. And they've done that with Epidiolex through CBD, which is a single molecule. And they sell it for $32,500 to children with epilepsy. They made $187 million through GW Pharma. That's the model that we live in. So to understand how do you extract CBD, how do you get CBD, that's one way to do it. Isolate it, uh, put it into a single molecule form in a white pill and sell it for $32,500 a year. That's one way to do it through the FDA. Um, The other way that you can do it is the way that we do it, uh, which is the plant has over 500 plant constituents. And according to Dr. Ethan Russo, who was the head researcher for GW Pharma and had to put all this research into into motion, he he discovered and coined the phrase, the entourage effect. Now, the entourage effect means that you're using all of the parts of the plant 
together like an entourage, like a symphony. All the 500 pieces of the symphony work together and they play this beautiful harmonious music. That's the entourage effect. Well, we take it one step further, right? So that entourage effect really was talking more about the heated version, the CBD version, not the CBDA version. Because again, if you leave the plant the way it was designed, all of those cannabinoids are in there. Once you burn the plant, you basically burned off half the symphony. It's gone. You just got rid of the brass and the woodwinds, right? And so now you're down to the brass or now you're down to the, you know, uh, you know, maybe some percussion and some uh, violins or something, right? And so you've gotten rid of half of the plant because you cooked all the CBDA, you turned into CBD, cooked all the CBGA, turned into CBG. And so now you've, you've basically cut your sip, you know, you've cut half your symphony in half. So then now you're dealing with a completely separate thing. So the difference is basically comes down to also philosophy. What is your philosophy? Is your philosophy that plants and, and animals have evolved together over millions of years and that we have figured out how to communicate and work and we have systems in place that help each other? Like we've developed an endocannabinoid system that communicates perfectly with this plant. Or are, are you under the belief that, that mankind can, can play God and pull and make its own science experiments in the last, you know, 50, 60 years and just, you know, add molecules and, and try to, you know, put baking soda and vinegar together and see what happens. So at the end of the day, what it comes down to is this plant has over 500 parts to it. If you leave it the way it's supposed to be, there's plenty of research out there from Dr. Ethan Russo about the entourage effect. Plenty of research out there from raw cannabis and CBDA from Dr. William Courtney. Plenty of research out there from Dr. Raphael Mishulam who showed that uh, CBDA was up to a thousand times more powerful than isolated CBD. It's all there. And so, and part of it comes down to philosophy, right? And, and, and what we're preaching, what we're teaching, what we're talking about is a, is a philosophy. It's a holistic principle. It's understanding that plants are here on this planet. And if for whatever disease that you have, there's a plant that can help, period. And, and if, you under, if, you're, if your brain can grasp that concept and you evolve to that point where you understand that makes sense to me, that, that resonates with my soul, that resonates with who I am. I believe in plants, the whole plant, the holistic plant, the raw plant that is going to help my body find homeostasis or balance, then what we're speaking is speaking to you. If you, if you can't quite get there yet because it's just too big of a leap, then some people will just kind of go with, you know, I just want to, vitamin C is vitamin C, or I'll take my multivitamin from the GNC, right? And that's where I'll get my nutrients, right? And, 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 and that kind of in our mind for some people checks the box. Like, I'm taking my vitamin C, I'm taking my multivitamin, so I'm good. Well, unfortunately, you're not. You know, there's lots of studies out there if you research it and look for it. Our body, it just goes right through the system. It doesn't even resonate. Because again, our bodies don't know what a single molecule of vitamin C is. Our bodies know what orange juice is. Our bodies know what a whole plant, a whole juice that's been squeezed, that has vitamin C in it, along with a pulp and along with all the other parts of the, plant, of the, of the orange, our bodies know how to receive it. That's what our bodies are set up for. You know, that's what we have in our bodies to receive that information and, and, and those nutrients and delegate them out. All CBD is not created equal. I would implore you to do your research. Sometimes doing research is trying different products, but what makes the most sense to you? 
is, and I always tell people when you're choosing and selecting a product, um, number one, you can grow it in your backyard and we'll teach you how to do it. And you can go to YouTube and they'll teach you how to do it. Get some seeds and grow them in the backyard at springtime. And then you can make your own, your own uh, hemp garden, victory garden in the backyard. Throw it in your omega juicer every morning along with your kale, carrots, apples, and probiotics. And bada bing, bada boom. If you don't have a green thumb and you're not comfortable doing all those things, well, that's why we make our products at 101hemp.org is the same thing. It's cold pressed, whole plant, gets every part of the nutrient. Every part of the plant is in there. Any product that you use should smell, taste, look like a green plant, look like cannabis, look like hemp. If it doesn't look, taste, smell like hemp, then it's not hemp. It's been denatured, it's been processed, it's been turned into a, a lesser version of itself. So I hope that answers the question and I'm, I'm sure my mom's got something to say about that as well. I love our tag team because he knows I always have something more to say. Uh, I just wanted to pick up a couple points, and I totally agree with everything Justin says. A lot of what we choose for our health, starting with the food we eat and how we treat illness, uh, also applies to the whole area of CBD versus CBDA. Now, some people will eat fresh foods and heal themselves through plants and things, and some people just want a doctor to give them a prescription. And they don't really ever ask what's in it. They just have this trust that if somebody made it, then it must be good for me. Uh, and so it kind of applies to this area too. And Justin had mentioned uh, Dr. Ethan Russo about the entourage effect. To me, another even more important discovery he made was that he describes all neurological diseases like autism, epilepsy, uh, MS, all those different things as being caused by what he calls clinical endocannabinoid deficiency disease. In other words, our bodies are not making enough of their own endocannabinoids and mainly the 2AG. So he sees all neurological conditions as being our bodies are too low in the endocannabinoid, the one made by the body called 2AG. And as I mentioned briefly before, CBDA, the unheated uh, CBD, uh, actually is a mimic or an analog. It matches 2AG. And so therefore putting it into our bodies, our bodies know what to do with it. Our bodies are incredibly intelligent and have evolved can I use the word evolved? Everything's political these days. Uh, anyway, our bodies have evolved with hemp being part of our diets and used for medicine. We animals used hemp, which is why hemp is one of the few, actually hemp and cannabis are the only plants that our bodies have receptors just for it. And so the 2AG matches up perfectly with our CBDA, and therefore it goes to every cell in the body, and it balances every function in the body. And then the CBD, for instance, goes to a kind of a subset, there's two subsets to the endocannabinoid system, CB1 and CB2. And so like THC tends to go towards CB1, CBD tends to go towards CB1 and CB2, but the CBDA goes to everything. It's much stronger than just the subset endocannabinoid system. And so just realizing too, this major researcher, besides Dr. Mershulam, uh, Dr. Russo saying that the CBDA matches our 2AG and low 2AG levels are the main problem for all of our neurological conditions. I mean, just think of all the untreatable conditions we have as Americans, especially in neurological conditions, the MS and multiple sclerosis and seizures and Alzheimer's and autism. Um, it's a huge proportion of, of our diseases. And here we have a solution, a researched, well-described solution by major researchers in the field. And so again, to just always keep that in mind when we're 
keeping the plant raw CBDA, the body exactly knows what to do with it and, and where, how to use it and use it very effectively. The other issue I always have with the CBD versus CBDA comparison is that so many people use CBD, the heated version. And part of that is it's cheaper to make. You get more bang for your buck when you're extracting from the plant. Um, you can also then break down different parts of the plant and just give you kind of the cheaper things like when you're making isolates. And so again, to so many people, like Dan had mentioned, go to the, you can see at the gas station and CBS, and you can see pretty much the airport anywhere. And when people try a less than effective CBD, almost all heated CBDs basically, and not a raw plant, uh, they end up getting maybe a little bit of solution to their problem, but often not much. And so then sadly, they start to believe that CBD, you know, CBD doesn't work for me. I hear that hundreds of times. That, oh no, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work for me. And it's because they've gotten you know, the, the bad things. Just like if you bought a juice box and you thought, oh, orange juice is terrible. It just makes me feel bad. Uh, again, to that whole philosophy, Justin goes back to our bodies knows what it needs. Our bodies want raw whole plant things. And when you give it something that isn't, isn't what our body recognizes, often the body can't even <clears throat> use it besides causing all kinds of side effects. And so those are some of the main uh, reasons that <clears throat> you really want to go with a raw CBDA. And so many people don't even realize that it exists. And that leads into another issue is that we're working with against or trying to compare our product to products like made by, is it Cheech and Chong? I know just one of them's doing it and Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg and all these people have massive amounts of money uh, to market and send out things and you know just reach the world because they have unlimited money. And so it kind of leaves us, I always use my Cindy Lou Who comparison from Horton Here's a Who, this little tiny girl on top of a little dandelion world with a little tiny megaphone trying to yell out her message. And we also do feel like we're often drowned because we're just so over come by all the people that are trying to market it, make a quick buck, get the money out there. And so it takes somebody who's actually, A, has a disease that nothing's working for to come and find us, or people who've come across somebody who spreads the word for us. But somehow the CBD hasn't quite hit the mainstream. Uh, the ideas coming out of, of Oregon that it shows potential for working with uh, COVID virus, you know, gave us some visibility. And so again, too, it's just really important to remember and again, to go back to our basic analogy we often use, you know, if you squeeze some fresh orange juice in your kitchen, it's going to be healthier and better for you and tastes better than if you go and buy like juice boxes or uh, Kool-Aid or all those different forms of it out there. And one last thought too, is again, to the pharmaceutical model, Justin mentioned, does have all the money <laughs> in our country. And it also has like the FDA behind it who kind of, and the CDC who control research and things that are being done. And the pharmaceutical model is always to try to outsmart the body, to figure out some little unique thing the body does and try to come up with a drug to do it. And there's just so much more money and so much more profits in pharmaceutical approach. For instance, Justin mentioned Epidiolex. Um, it costs $32,000 a year per client, and it only works with two rare forms of seizures and it's only like 39% or 38% effective. Um, I mean, anything else we tried to sell on the market that's only that effect, effectiveness is that low would never go. But with a doctor's able to prescribe it, which is why they are making billions from it. So we're fighting a huge range of people that want to continue with the pharmaceutical model. 
And so it's up to consumers to actually learn about CBDA, to find the best form of it, and to actually look for and find that. And actually our company uh, is one of the few companies that makes the whole plant uh, CBDA and also focuses on, again, keeping as much of the whole plant in there that we can and using organic ingredients. So we're a very passionate company, really out to heal the world. And so one of the most basic things people ha have to understand is CBDA, the raw unheated version, is so much more powerful and effective. And so if you have issues that aren't being solved with your gas station CBD or even the things you buy online or the big brands or whatever, uh, just do some research and your research will always lead you back to CBDA. Love it. Love it. Well, before we wrap up, I wanted to give Latara a, a, a chance to, to weigh in on anything that's on her heart. Thanks so much, Justin. Um, I just really think that like Janet was saying earlier, that this is something a good, very good topic and something that we should revisit um, because it's like, you know, like they say, it, it takes so many times for something to be heard, for people to understand it. And uh, as a brand ambassador, this is something that um, I'm always explaining, you know, like what, what's the difference between CBD and CBDA? And well, I bought some CBD from the gas station and took it and it really didn't help me. And so, um, and, and like Janet was saying, it's it, this is just like, us against them kind of sort of speak but i'm just going to keep you know doing what i have to do to help heal the world and spread awareness um about you know using cbda and you know how it's way more powerful and way more effective than cbd it's and it's all about educating and them doing the research because well people people are so quick to just take a prescription and trust what a doctor may say about their prescription and not looking up what are the side effects, you know, what is this going to do to the other organs in my body, you know, but when it comes to the miracle plant, there's like 20,000 questions. And this is, you know, like, you know, a plant that, you know, was made by God and it's more natural and better. So um, I just feel like this is a really good topic. I'm just going to keep doing my part and in, in helping to educate people on what is the difference between the CBD and CBDA. CBDA. I think it's just been um, a wonderful uh, room to have. I think we should definitely do this again. You bet. Well, thanks for all you do. And, and thanks for everyone here on the panel. I've got to run to a T-ball league because um, my son is, um, we got a scrimmage today and he's doing great. He's playing first base and I think he's going to be batting cleanup. So um, again, it's the power of this miracle plant. It, um, it, is, it was an answer to our prayers, and our gift um, is to pay it forward to you and to your loved ones. And you can always go and try it for free if you go to www.freechillcbd.com, and uh, we'll send you a bottle for free to try for yourself to see the power of CBDA. Uh, you just have to pick up uh, postage. So at the end of every Miracle Plant podcast, we say heal the world because that is our mission. Because once we found this Miracle Plant and what it could do for our family and now what it's done for so many thousands and uh, you know millions of other families out there, we just are going to keep talking and keep spreading the message and keep sharing the stories until it becomes just common knowledge that we need to incorporate this miracle plant in our daily lives 
whether we're eating it, whether we're using it as a, as a medicine, whether we're using it as a topical, uh, we need to be incorporating this miracle plant. It was, it's meant for us and, uh, and, and, and all humankind. So on the count of three, we say heal the world because there's people out there that are looking for a miracle and maybe they'll just feel it, hear it, find us and come on over and listen to the Miracle Plant Podcast and find the power of this plant for themselves. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. One, two, three. Thanks for joining us at the Miracle Plant Podcast. Swing by Clubhouse, 10 a.m. Pacific, every Saturday morning, and listen to the next episode of the Miracle Plant Podcast. Until then, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at the Talking Hedge podcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.